Welcome back to Geeksplain, the podcast for comics, film, TV, and more. You name it, we Geeksplain it. I'm your host, Eric Azana, and welcome to the very first edition of Comics Catch-Up. Now, this show has two goals. One, get you to read an awesome new comic that you might not have heard of before, and two, to get you psyched up for the next big superhero film. And with Deadpool 2 arriving this Friday, as of this recording... It's the perfect opportunity to debut this new segment of our show. So for today, I have five stories either starring or involving Deadpool. And this is kind of how it's going to work. I'm going to count them down from five to one. Uh, They might not be in any order. They might be in a best to worst order. They might be in a coolest to not coolest order. I'll let you decide. And we're going to run down a quick synopsis the creative teams involved in each story, and then what I think is great about it and why I think you should go check it out. Now, if your favorite Deadpool story doesn't show up here, it might show up in our honorable mentions that I kind of plug in at the end. Or if it's not, feel free to let me know what your favorite Deadpool story is and what story you think I should check out. I'm always in the mood to discover new comics and to read more stuff. So without further ado, let's jump right into the debut edition of Comics Catch-Up. Alright, so we're not going to waste any time. We're going to jump right into number five. Number five is X-Men Messiah War from uh, 2009. Now I want to go ahead and let everyone know that there will be no spoilers here. Uh, If there are any spoilers, it'll be completely by accident, but I am going to do my best to not spoil these books because I really think you should go and pick pick them up, whether it's ordering them from online, getting them digitally, or just going to your local comic book shop and picking them up, because they're all great stories, and I think spoiling them before you get to check them out, especially when we get to uh, number the higher numbers, uh, would be a real disservice to you, the listener. So... Just getting that out of the way, no spoilers, and we will go ahead and jump right in. Messiah War, written by Craig Kyle, Chris Yost, and Dwayne, I'm going to say this completely wrong and I apologize, Swarzynski. Uh, Art is by Mike Choi, Clayton Crane, and Ariel Olivetti. Now here, X-Force travels to the future to help Cable keep the Messiah Child alive and safe from former ally Bishop and Cable's evil clone, Strife. Now right away, there is a lot to unpack there. You know, who is X-Force? Who is this Messiah Child? Why are they going to the future? Well, if you have not checked out last week's episode on Cable, you should. Pause this, go check that out, come back, or listen through to here, then go check that out. Either way, make sure you check out last week's episode. For the uninitiated, the Messiah Child is Hope. This story is kind of based around Cable trying to protect Hope in the future. Uh, The reason that I kind of picked this as our number five 
to get us started off and to kind of get you in the mood for uh, Deadpool 2 is because it features a lot of the same themes that Deadpool 2 seems to be pulling from in the trailers. Features X-Force, features Cable, features Deadpool, and it features defending a child who impacts the future. In the trailers from uh, Deadpool, you've seen that Cable has traveled back into the past, our present, to try and um, either eliminate or get rid of this child who must have some kind of impact on the future. Now, in Messiah War, it's a little jumbled around, it's not going to be the same story, and in that story it actually involves Cable protecting this child, along with the help of X-Force and Deadpool. But it's definitely a great story, it's a great little uh, time travel adventure as well, and at certain points it really kind of tugs on the heartstrings, so I would say definitely check that out, it's an awesome story. I believe you can pick it up in any uh, format, whether that be digital, hardcover, uh, paperback, or uh, single issues. So however you decide to read this story, definitely check it out if you want some good Cable Deadpool X-Force goodness. Now number four is a fairly recent book. It's uh, Deadpool Bad Blood from 2017. Uh, it's written by Chad Bowers and Chris Sims, and it has art from Rob Liefeld. So, for this story, the synopsis is kind of simple, but also kind of confusing. What is Deadpool's past connection to the brutal Thumper? And what's up with Cable, Domino, and others on the cover? Are they going to show up? Hint, they are. Now, this story is really interesting, and it also kind of has an interesting... Uh, story behind it as well. It is Deadpool's first original graphic novel, which is crazy to think about since Deadpool has been around for uh, I want to say like over two decades and we're finally getting a book dedicated just solely to him without any kind of uh, ramifications in other continuities or in current comic runs. Uh, it's also a big deal because it's reuniting Deadpool with his creator, Rob Liefeld. Uh, Liefeld had a huge part in both uh, conceptualizing and developing Deadpool as a character. Uh, he was in charge of most of Deadpool's early adventures, and it's been a while since he's gotten to kind of play in Deadpool's sandbox. Uh, this story is also really, I thought, important to people who are kind of getting in the zone for Deadpool because it features pretty prominently the character of Domino. Now, if you don't know who Domino is, she is this mutant who has the ability to alter luck. Uh, she describes it as she is extremely lucky. And in the new Deadpool film, she is going to be played by Zazie Beetz, uh, it's an interesting uh, visual take on the character that we haven't seen in the past, and from what I hear from reviews, early reviews, and uh, from what I've seen from the trailer, she looks like she's going to be absolutely killing it. So if you're interested in Domino as a character, she definitely shows up in here. Uh, and it's also a really great blend of all the things that we really like about Deadpool. There is uh, some mystery, there's some intrigue, there's, of course, fourth wall breaks, and there's a bit of a, uh, a clash 
as well as a blending of new Deadpool along with old Deadpool. Because when Deadpool was in Liefeld's hands, he was a slightly different character than the Deadpool that we come to know now. Uh, the humor was a little bit different. Uh, I would go as far to say that he wasn't quite as um, raunchy or uh, pop culture driven as he was or as he is now. And seeing how they kind of uh, blended the two ideas of Deadpool from two decades ago to now, I think is a really cool and neat little thing that you get to watch throughout the book. Because uh, Liefeld also had uh, some consultations on the story as well. He helped uh, bring out the story, he helped flesh it out, and then he got to do art on it. So if you're a big fan of Liefeld, his art, his, his mind, and the way that he interacts with Deadpool as a character, I would say definitely take a look at Deadpool Bad Blood. And at number three, we have Cable Deadpool If Looks Could Kill from 2007. This is written by Fabian, oh god, again, Nicieza, with art by Mark Brooks and Patrick Zercher. Now in this book, Wade Wilson and Nathan Summers, Marvel's mightiest mutant mercs, are back. This time, they're stuck together. Can two grown men armed to the teeth with deadly genetic weaponry live together without driving each other crazy? Now, this book is important in a lot of ways. Uh, this was kind of where it all started. This is the beginning of the friendship between Cable and Deadpool. This is what really solidified them as a, as a duo. Uh, you get to see them really interact with not just each other, but the worlds that the two of them uh, come from. Uh, it's a really great uh, comedy story. You really get to see... Uh, straight man Cable kind of get to play off of the wackiness and the nonsensical nature of Deadpool as a character. This is also really important for uh, the upcoming movie because I believe that this film is going to establish both Cable and Deadpool in their own right and bring them together almost super friend style and push them towards a common goal, whether that is, in the end, protecting the uh, aforementioned kid, or whether it's to take down something from Cable's future. Uh, either way, the two of them meeting in this film will draw some inspiration from this original story. Now, where the references come from when it comes to that story, whether they reference anything at all, from the original story or if they you know try to uh, build their relationship anew from a new perspective we'll just have to see when the movie comes out but I think this is an awesome pick and I think it's really it's right up there with the great Deadpool and Cable stories because once they started in 2007 their run went for a while and it was only from uh, outside really outside influences beyond their control that they were kind of split up both narratively and I guess uh, business-wise as well. So one note that I do want to make if you are planning on picking this book up is if you go on Amazon and you see uh, if you just type in Cable Deadpool, it looks good kill, uh, you'll get 
a couple different results when it comes to this book. Now, you can get the original uh, collection of just this beginning story. It's the beginning of their run, and I believe it's five issues, but I would recommend against that and say to pick up actually the Deadpool Cable Ultimate Collection Volume 1. It's $3 more, and it comes with issues 1 through 18 of their run. Crazy good value, plus you get the Enema of the State storyline, which is absolutely amazing. So number two, and if you feel like, hey, you know, he's kind of been uh, just breezing through these top five, well, don't you worry. I am going to make up all of that time with these, uh, this top two. So my number two is Deadpool, the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly from uh, 2014. I really went back and forth on putting this at the top, and I ended up switching this in number one probably three or four times. And it's really because this is such a strong story for Deadpool. Um, it has nothing to do with the fact that it's the one I've read the most recently, uh, but I really, I really enjoy it, and for it being kind of an out-of-the-box choice and not really what most would consider a straight-up Deadpool story, I think it's probably one of the best uh, introspective looks on the character. Uh, it was written by Brian Posen and Jerry Dugan, one of my personal favorites. Uh, the art is by Scott Koblish, and again, one of my favorites, Declan Shalvey. He was in top form doing Moon Knight, and if you liked his art in Moon Knight, you are absolutely going to love what he does in here. So, in this book, aided by Wolverine and Captain America, Deadpool uncovers some horrifying truths about his past. And for me, as someone who... I'm going to say I'm not an expert on Deadpool, but I do enjoy the character. This is one of the best Deadpool stories I have ever, ever read. Um, and it's not just because Captain America is in it. But it really, it shows how Deadpool fits into the larger Marvel Universe. It shows how uh, some of the most well-known Marvel characters, Wolverine and Captain America view him and where he sets in their kind of, I guess, superhero hierarchy. And his interactions with both of them being that they all kind of came from the same Weapon Plus program really, I think, draws um, parallels and connections to these three characters that not a lot of people normally see. And especially Captain America, because when you look at Captain America and Deadpool as separate characters, you don't really, at least I don't normally put them together. I don't automatically go, oh yeah, Captain America and Deadpool, or Deadpool and Captain America. Now Wolverine is an interesting, um, is an interesting midpoint between the two of them, and I think having that trio in this book really works the just the interactions between the three of them at certain points where 
Deadpool's being flippant and Cap kind of shrugs it off and Wolverine has to pull Deadpool aside and say, look, dude, that wasn't cool. Really sells to me just how much these characters kind of live in the same universe. And as a nerd who loves larger universes, whether they be cinematic or on the page, I really enjoy when I feel like these people who are so wildly different really fit or exist in the same universe. And this book does a great job of kind of hammering home that although these three characters may be separate from most of their careers, when they come together, it's for a reason and they don't automatically feel out of place. Now, this book is also really interesting because it delves into uh, Deadpool's past. The book, I believe, has seven issues altogether, and the first two issues don't really have initially a huge bearing on the story whatsoever. Um, the two issues are kind of disconnected from the main story, and I think you'll see that immediately both in the tone and by the art, because Scott Koblish is the person who does the art for the first two issues, and then uh, Shalvi takes over for the rest of the story. And the focus on uh, Deadpool's past, both in these two issues, and then the beats throughout the main story, I thought were really interesting and something that I haven't actually put any kind of real time into thinking about. Because you look at Deadpool and you kind of, he's like the Joker, you accept him how he is, you don't really wonder about who he was or where he came from or the things that really make him tick. But what this book really does well is showing you through his actions as well as his inner dialogue. And throughout the story, you really get to see Deadpool in a range of situations, whether they're violent situations, which most of them are, of course. Uh, you get to see this book tonally shift throughout the story. It'll go from funny to thrilling and ultimately to quite a few different heartfelt moments. You really you really feel for Deadpool in this book because near the end it really starts to kind of tear him down. And I would say even though the first two issues don't on a surface level really connect with the larger story, don't skip over them because uh, they deal with Deadpool in a classic Deadpool situation, and the ramifications of that story do have lasting consequences on the main story as a whole. And I think, for me, just getting to really see Deadpool go on a complete adventure, and yes, this was part of the uh, Deadpool Marvel Now run, which lasted a very long while. Um, you don't necessarily need to have read previous stories to get to this point. Um, there will be a couple things, like there's... Um, if you read the comics and you know uh, anything about Deadpool, you'll know that in any of his comics, at least one or two... Uh, 
I guess, uh, word boxes will appear around him at any given time, and those are other voices in his head that he talks to. And in this story, there is a new pink box that they do a good enough job of explaining to kind of get you the bullet points to know that, okay, this is something new, this is something that... uh, we aren't familiar with now but by the end of the book you become intimately familiar with it and getting to see deadpool kind of go on this avengers-esque adventure and see really dark you know actually like really dark and kind of messed up um subject matter and getting to share that experience with both wolverine and captain america i think is an amazing story and i think putting those three characters in this kind of situation is storytelling at one of marvel's finest so that is my number two and now for our number one see if i can get a drum roll of some kind if i am able to get a drum roll sound effect it will go here And hopefully that was a really cool uh, drumroll sound effect. Uh, number one is the Despicable Deadpool run from uh, 2017 up till present day. Now, uh, this story is written by Jerry Dugan, uh, and art is by Scott Koblish. So two of the creators that carried over from our number two pick now are running solo. And... In this story, no more being a hero. Deadpool is a wanted man, and he's back to doing what he does best, killing people. What better way to show you're serious about going bad than killing your best friend? Get ready for a brutal fight. Now, the brutal fight and killing your best friend is, of course, referencing the first arc of the story, which is called Deadpool Kills Cable. And... That really kind of tells you all that you need to know. Um, It's a wonderfully fun story, and this run really brings Deadpool kind of back to basics. Uh, In recent years, you've seen his stock, his, uh, his value kind of rise, and even in the comics, his popularity has kind of translated into him being one of the more premier characters he was even an avenger for i want to say at least two or three years recently and this book really brings him right back down to his merc roots and in the story he's actually kind of considered a villain he's wanted and he's on the run from uh superheroes and shield alike so one of the things that i really enjoy about this book is jerry dugan because you kind of you got to get a taste of him throughout the Deadpool Marvel Now run and i think this run really illustrates how much Jerry Dugan shines as a writer and really how much he understands Deadpool not just on a surface level but all the way down and he really pushes forward exactly what Deadpool is, who he is, his relationships with other people, and what will 
bring him ultimately to the breaking point. And this book kind of spun out of Marvel Legacy, which is the most recent buzzword, um, and brings us all the way up to current day. And with the new Marvel fresh start, quote-unquote, on the horizon, we're going to be getting another Deadpool number one starting. So the Despicable Deadpool run just wrapped up. I think it had issue... um, issue 300 where and if if that freaks you out don't like don't let that freak you out it started last year (laughs) it is not already up to 300 issues uh just for marvel legacy they jumped up from the current issue count up to the kind of the legacy numbering so you'll see in despicable deadpool i believe it went from like issue like 12 up to issue 285 and like all of it will be collected and all of it will be uh, together, so you don't have to worry about picking up 300 issues to get this run. But I really I really think that this book is important because it gives Deadpool a much-needed uh, focus. Uh, in recent years, with his popularity, how he's kind of gone all over the map, you've seen him kind of expand. Like, there have been books where you've seen him have his own, like, Deadpool team of, like, six, like... Deadpool reject wannabes who are kind of working around I believe it was called like the mercs for money or something like that and he got to the point where he was so big that he was inspiring other people to kind of take up his I guess like you wouldn't call it a crusade but like his like weird um, odyssey that he goes on throughout his whole career but this book really kind of brings him all the way back down to the basics and really what makes Deadpool shine and what got us all invested in Deadpool as a character in the first place. And it also throughout the story gives you a great retrospect of Deadpool's journey from his origins up until now. There's many times in this book that will touch on all of the people that he's met across the way including everyone that he's met throughout the entire run that Jerry Dugan has done on this character. And the final issue is such a great kind of culmination of everything that Dugan had been working on to get you to really love this character and to show you just how much that Dugan loves him as well. And you do get to see as in the title, Deadpool will be a little bit despicable. You get to see him do some kind of horrible things in the name of money and... Well, pretty much just money. And you really get to see why he does the things he does, and you get to see how it affects the people around him. And Deadpool isn't somebody that I would personally consider as really cognizant of the people around him, but this book really shows the effect that his supporting cast has on his life and i think that a good supporting cast is almost required in any superhero book because as good as the hero of your story can be he is only as strong as the people that are around him whether they be villains whether they be friends you need to have people who not just are affected by but also affect the hero And I think this book does a really great job of 
exploring those kind of dynamics in Deadpool. Um, there's also a big um, a big story to kind of kick it off. Like I said, Deadpool kills Cable. It's a ridiculous story, and it's a lot of fun. And you get to see, like I said in last week's episode, go check that out. It's a shameless plug. That Cable kind of has this like nexus of cables, and Deadpool's reaction with all of them are is just it's it's funny. It's the Deadpool that you know. You still get the slapstick. You still get the really kind of raunchy um, pop culture humor, but you also get a lot of heart and you get a lot of really sad moments where Deadpool will be brought down as far as he can be brought down before he has to start kind of clawing his way back up. So that is what I think one of the great stories that you can tell with a character is to strip away everything that makes them extraordinary and really take a closer look at what makes them human. So those are my top five picks. I will give you a quick recap. Number five was Messiah War. Number four was Deadpool Bad Blood. Number three was Cable Deadpool If Looks Could Kill. Number two is Deadpool The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. And number one is The Despicable Deadpool. Now, I went ahead and put uh, links to all five of these stories in the info box for this podcast. Uh, All five of those links will bring you to Amazon where you can pick up these books. Alternatively, go to your local shop. Check them out. Ask them about these stories. Ask them what their favorite Deadpool story is and see where that takes you. Um, Real quick, I'm going to do a super truncated honorable mentions uh these are stories that i still think are great representations of deadpool but didn't quite make the cut and as such i'm not going to go as in depth with them as i did with the top five but uh number one in the honorable mentions and honorable mentions are of course in no particular order uh number one is deadpool versus old man logan Really recent book. They just came out with the trade for it. Wacky Fun. It's Deadpool versus an older, wiser, grumpier Wolverine. And the the only thing that I can really say about this is the opening few pages of this story really set the tone for the entire book. And you will immediately be keyed into what kind of story this is and how these characters are going to interact with each other by that opening story. Number two is Deadpool Cable Split Second. One of my personal favorites. I really enjoy it. Uh, It's a great retrospect on Cable as a character and it's also a great retrospect on Deadpool's relationship with him. Uh, You get to really see how Deadpool actually sees Cable and I... I love when you have two established characters who uh, have a really established relationship and you kind of get to see how one of them really sees and values the other one. So uh, Split Second is that one. There's also Deadpool World's Greatest, where uh, Deadpool is really kind of on top of the world. Uh, This is kind of, this is the start of uh, Dugan's solo run 
with the Deadpool character. If you want to trace that entire story, you can start right here. And you really get to see the rise and fall of Deadpool as a character, both in his popularity, in his standing in the Marvel Universe, and it's just, it's a great story. And uh, the initial run started right around the same time as the first movie, so it was the one that was kind of most influenced by it. And then uh, number four is Uncanny X-Force. I freaking love Uncanny X-Force. It is one of my favorite books of all time. Uh, not just of X-Men, not just of Marvel, just all time. Um, it's X-Force at its absolute finest for me, storytelling-wise, uh, team dynamic-wise. Deadpool really features as a prominent character here. You get to kind of see him in situations where you wouldn't normally see him and where he wouldn't really see him himself. And you really get to go in-depth on his psyche and his values and the things that he holds dear to him. And you get to see him in a team full of people who are kind of just just as messed up as he is so that is uh my honorable mentions uh definitely check those books out as well especially x-force and deadpool world's greatest those would be my top two of the honorable mentions and i just realized that i made them the top two after i said that the honorable mentions are in no particular order so i am a big fat liar folks <laughs> but uh yeah those are my top five deadpool stories to get you psyched up for uh deadpool on friday and those are the honorable mentions that go along with them and that is our show hope you enjoyed this first episode of our comics catch-up deadpool edition uh i'm hoping it's our neighbor's dog again. Always, uh, always excited to hear about comics. Um, <laughs> uh, I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, had a lot of fun researching, reading these books. And uh, like I said, if you didn't hear your favorite story that features Deadpool, let me know. Let me know what your favorite Deadpool story is. If you do end up picking these books up, let me know if you pick them up and if you enjoyed them or not uh you can follow me on twitter at geeksplained pod that is the official as the official twitter for our podcast our uh, neighbor's dog is currently uh barking at everyone to go follow us so you should too and feel free to tweet at me anything uh pertaining to comics or film or tv or more uh would love to uh start a conversation with you guys would love to um if you have any questions for me feel free to tweet those at me too and i would love to answer some questions on the next podcast and that about does it for me i'm excited for deadpool 2 on friday i hope you are too and hopefully these choices of comics got you in the Deadpool zone to go eat some chimichangas and kick some ass. So for Geeksplain, this is Eric Azana. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time.